everyone, and welcome back to the That One Video Galaxy podcast. I am Gerard. I am the Borette. I am Al. Mm. And today, uh, we're going to talk about stuff that matters to us today. What are we talking about today, boys? All kinds of stuff, man. It's been one hell of a week. It has been one hell of a week. It was Pokemon week. Pokemon came out. Yeah. Sun and Moon. We completed Pokemon here on the show Mm -hmm. with Tamashi and Jimmy. Yeah. And that episode was, it may not have looked at it, but it was very hard to make. (laughs) It took a lot of man hours, a lot of... Uh, we'll reveal the curtain a little bit. Uh, spoiler alert: Tamashi and Jimmy actually didn't play the Pokemon games. I did. <laughs> uh, whenever we do these uh, uh, framed narrative Pokemon episodes, uh, they always end up with me completing the game three times. I'm shocked. I'm shocked that you're saying this now. Why is that? I'm shocked that you would pull the veil back like that. Why? Because it seems like you were ruining the narrative. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you, when it comes to the Pokemon stuff, like, because that's the thing. I don't want my guests on the show to feel like they've been bamboozled about it. Like, to be like, you completed it. Like, I, I'm i shocked right now. I'm. Are you in Are you in tears? Uh, no, I'm not tears. I'm just taken aback because I felt like that was the whole point. Like, that was the premise. Of the narrative? Yeah. Right, I get you. I'm f- I, I at this point I have no idea what the hell else is going I on. I think I've upset Brett, you guys. No, no, no. I, I'm I just scared. Actually... I'm scared that other stuff is gonna come out that I didn't think would ever come out. Like what? Like about how I race birds. You race birds? I do, I race birds. What on the makes regular. you race birds? The fact that it's fun. Okay. You take like a, a pigeon and Great. you take like one of those blue jays and you just race. I don't race sure, birds. Sure, sure. Like all I'm saying is, man, I'm freaked out. I'm freaked out at what else is going to spill out right here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I'm sorry. It's okay, man. You keep talking. Let's see what happens, guys. We're going for a wild ride today. Al, how are you? I'm fantastic. It the 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 secret is also that Gerard's beard might not be real. Mhm. That is not true. <laughs> Gerard's beard has been CGI since 2011. Uh you joke, but I've tried to CGI my beard in the intro. <laughs> the original Kabusha's intro, yeah. I hired a CGI animator to see if I could actually do that because I didn't know how to like feasibly shave my beard. The CGFH, computer-generated CGF. facial hair? Yeah. Mm. It should be a thing. It will be eventually. Great. I can see that happening. Like, like you know how they do, like, you go to a plastic surgeon's office and it's like, using this program, this technology... Here's what you'd look like with l- less, I don't know, cheekbones. Sure. But, like, same thing. It's like, yeah, here's what you look like with a beard. <laughs> but it all, it'll probably all end up looking like, um, what's that dude's name? The toy that it was like something willy. It was a toy that used magnets and little pieces of, like, metal dust. And you drag it with a, with a magnet pen. Yeah, okay. And you plate the hair everywhere. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think yeah. so. You use m- little pieces of metal dust inside a plastic container to put, like, hairstyles on, like, a face. I forgot what that's called. But you don't know what I'm talking about, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. That's all I have. <laughs> I just wanted to remember that toy. That's it. So, what are we going to talk about today, Brett? I think you brought up a really cool point that I think that, uh, or a good topic that people have been fighting about mm-hmm. uh, since the millennial age of the internet. The millennial age of the internet. Yes. All right. Fair enough. And that is, mm-hmm. are you ready for it? Yeah, I'm ready. Are you ready, Al? Ready. Is video games <laughs> art? Well, that's now the title of the episode. Not our video games art. No, it is. Is, is video games art? It's, well, look, if we're going to be the millennial age of 
of users. We ha- I, I, by the way, I hate the word millennial. Sure. I'm saying it to just drive home the fact that I hate the word millennial. Great. You so, are fighting the fight with the sword of irony right now. Absolutely, my friend. Mm-hmm. In the millennial battle for mankind. Irony is like, is is your main weapon, apparently. <laughs> Sarcasm, cynicism, irony. Irony. These are the weapons of the internet, boy. <laughs> All right. Um, is video games art? Yeah, good question. I and mean, that's a question that, like... We'll find out after the... Br- no, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Is video games art and acid rain what that means for your weekend <laughs> after the break? After the break. No, no, no. Uh, people have been arguing about that for years. And personally, the answer is very clear to me. No. No, of course. I, I do. I do think that, that there are. Uh, of course I do. I think the answer is very clear to me. Let, let's go on the line of simple one-liner answer. Okay. And then we'll go through opinions. Okay. So, Brett, do you think video games are art? Absolutely. Me, I think video games are art. Al, fifty percent. What does that even mean? Fifty percent. Fifty percent. What you does that mean? They're half art, half not art. Yes. How is that possible? Anything, what is it? What is, so okay. Anything is possible when you ride on the Millennial Falcon. Oh, here we Whoa! go. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. So, what makes something fifty? Okay, before we even talk about your definitions or why you think this is, you say games are fifty percent art, right? Yes. What are books? Are they what percentage? Books? Yeah, literature. I, I think they're hundred percent. Movies? Fifty percent. Whoa. TV? Zero percent. <laughs> what? So how are you defining? Where are you what putting are these, your, ass, where, these where numbers you getting, out of your ass? Look, where are you getting these numbers? Yeah, from? what does this mean? I want to know these numbers. Where are they Dude. coming from? They just come to me. This is the episode. No, no, I'm about to go this, off on you unless you have is, evidence. This is the episode where everyone realizes that Al, for as quiet as he is, is actually very scary. Mm-hmm. God, man, not <laughs> that scary. Look, I, I, I don't like like judging an entire like genre based 100% whether it's art or not. Okay? Yeah. So I like. Would you like say the Housewives of Beverly Hills is art? Yes. What? So okay, it's, now we have to define what art is. Yes, I was gonna say that's uh, catastrophe art. Yeah. Look, <laughs> in my opinion, art is anything. Like, if there's an art of dance, that I means think all dance is art. There you go. So if there's an art of dance, that means there's an art of writing, which means there's an art of cooking which means there's an art of having sex. Anything can be, if you can do anything in a different way, in my opinion, there's an art to it. If you can express yourself through it, there's an art to it. Video games are absolutely art, regardless of the quality. There are some art styles, look, every art style is mostly crap, (laughs) okay? Sure. Regardless of that, in my opinion, it's still art, you know? Yeah. Like, because if you want to talk about books 100% art, get out of here, sir. If you're telling me literature is 100% art, I would love to put you on the, like, have you sit next to me at a computer, and I'll show you the, just the legions upon legions of fan fiction out there, and be like, you tell me again that literature is 100% art. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, it's, I think that calling anything could Mm -hmm. be art. Yes. Is a little, like, skewed unto itself. Fair enough. Then we have to define it here. Okay. What is art? Great. Brett, define it for us. What is art in this podcast? The onus is not on me. I already just defined what art you was. You are the clear... Oh, that's true. Okay. 
So I'll define what art is to me well, then. Fine, give Al all the time he needs. <laughs> do it. What do you mean? Hey, you can stall for Al so he comes up with his definition. I can't wait. Dude, I, I, to be honest, yeah. my, my answer won't change. Yeah. Because. That's fine. I, dude, I'm down I'm just, this rabbit I guess, hole. I'm, exci I don't know. I'm just excited about what your answer is going to be. That's all. In my opinion, <clears throat> video game, or really art. Yeah, what art, is art? Art is the form of self-expression. I'll agree to that. I think that it's. It, art can be anything it wants it to be. Um, whoa, 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 slow down. Art can be anything it wants it to be? Like, like I don't know how to... Are you saying art can be anything? Yeah, I think art can be anything. Yeah. Um, I think... <sighs> like, okay, Tommy Wiseau, for instance. <laughs> Mr. Mr. The Room. Sure. Everyone's seen The Room. Sure. It's a cult classic at this point. It's a horrible film, but... There is a beautiful art to how bad it is. Catastrophe art. The Disaster Artist is the book that's that is like a behind the scenes curtain of the room, and mm. uh, I, I think that's a true thing. Uh, the Disaster Artist. You know, there there is such a thing as good art and bad art. Fair enough, um, I suppose. But I think that's the situation we're playing to is mm -hmm. there's good art, there's bad art, and then there's not art. And I think so. That's, what's not art? Give me an example right. of something that's not an art. Something that can't be an art. Because I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm saying I can't think of one. That's true, because in my opinion, food is art. Because let me put it this way. Speaking back to the millennial boys out there, boys and girls on the internet. The millennial Motherfuckers Falcon. are out there, excuse my language, like holding competitions for like flipping water bottles. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you went back three years, like, is flipping water bottles an art? I guarantee most people would be like, absolutely not. Today, they're like, that's a dumb question. Do you have your ticket yet for the finals? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's this is, like anything can be an art, in my opinion. You're, that's 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 true. That, no, you. I mean, but it may not be. Al. Well, okay. So I agree with the fact that anything can be an art. Okay, cool. Okay. What I don't agree with, uh -huh. and I I don't have a good way of articulating it. I don't know the word for it. Yeah. Is that I don't think I think like I said anything can be art, but yes. I don't think everything proposed or shown. Yeah. Is art. So you're saying anything has the potential to be an art, but some things are not. Correct. What makes something an art then? What does what does the criteria for being art? Well, okay, like I, I go back to some like art classes I, I used to take, okay? Mm -hmm. And what always used to get me is when someone would like paint a canvas like all one color and yeah. be like, yo, this is art. Yeah. Like all right, but then they start telling me a story that this is how I felt and this yeah. is how, and I'm like, no, it's a red canvas. But see, now you're denying someone's expression. Look, I'm not saying that, I, I'm not gonna exalt somebody that paints a canvas all red. I'm not gonna be like, this is brilliant and I'm not gonna buy it. But I won't tell them that it's not art and I won't tell them what it's not. If they say it expresses how they feel, I'm like, great dude, later. And that's it. It doesn't yeah. make it any less of art, though, in my opinion. So, Al, let me get this straight. Is, are you saying that, like, if someone paints a piece of paper blue and they're like, this is art, you'd be like, that's not art, it's just a blue piece of paper? Is that what you're getting at? Is well, that, Is that the simplistic <clears throat> term? Because I feel like that's what... You, like, for, for that to happen, I mean, then that would just mean that, mm -hmm. like, I... I don't like calling every like I said. Yeah. I agree that anything can be art. Sure. I don't like calling everything art. No, you. 
Okay, that's clear. Because not everyone can be an artist. Like, Whoa! Why yeah. not? Well, I think everyone can be an artist in their own regard. Sure. But, but uh, fuck, this is just getting. This is, yeah, let's this do is it. Not, I, I just took Al's shovel and was like, let's go. Yeah, yeah. dig. Keep digging, let's boys. Go down I'm there. sitting here on top gonna... being like, it's anarchy up here. Come join me. <laughs> and you're like, no, we need order down here in the hole. And I'm like, I can't hear you. You're too far down. <laughs> I, like, I, well, okay. I, yeah. Right, so I think everyone, everyone, it, go, go, go. Please just take everyone, this from everyone, me. Everyone can be an artist. I wait, think wait, can I, or can't? Can. Okay. I think, but again, it's going back to good art, bad art, no art. Fair enough. I think, like, if you write a sentence, does that make you a writer? Yes, in my opinion. So, so once, like, if you wrote a singular sentence, you could say that you are a writer. It all depends on the context and the definition, man. Because, like, look, if somebody was like, what do you do for a living? Like, well, I'm a writer. And you only wrote one sentence in your life. That's a bit disingenuine. That's a bit deceptive. But that's just you being an asshole. Sure. You know, if we're talking about real definitions here, it's very hard to be a definition uh, to, to define what makes someone something else, which is why we have BS job titles. That's why those exist, because all this stuff is nebulous. When does someone become an actor? When does someone become uh, a comedian? That's real. I've been yeah. doing comedy. I've been performing comedy for... 15 years plus now I've never in you know in your mind you like talk to yourself or call yourself something or consider yourself something I've never once in my mind considered myself a comedian many people would I don't neither one is right or wrong but the point is all of these lines are personal lines Al you have these lines about like yo this is where art what art to me is and this is what it's not you have a line I'm saying I don't have a line all, if it's all art to me. Because I recognize that my line is inconsistent, I erase the line. I'm like, you know what? It's all art. Sure. You know? No, it makes sense. I mean, you know, and, and that is something that I would also like to just say, like, art yeah. is come into itself. Its nature is subjective. So sure. I don't, you know, even someone who thinks exactly like you or thinks exactly like me mm -hmm. could still have a different opinion of what art is. True. How did we get here? <laughs> hey, man. Is games art? <laughs> That's how we got there. Is games dead? Because like, you, you started swinging with like, yo, games are half art because of the, probably because of the quality. Because there's a lot of crappy games, right? Well, you know, not like, yeah. It, it, that's where it started with. But like, I, I don't think, like, okay, mm -hmm. would you consider, yeah. and this is, you know, saying something. A cookie cutter game now, like, and and I'm not I'm not bashing it. I'm not anything like that. Mm -hmm. uh, a Call of Duty game, yeah, where they are just like stamp and send, yeah, stamp and send. Would you call that art? Yes, it is. Cause it's, there's expressing yourself in there somewhere. You know what I mean? It's art. It's the art of doing that. The little nuances, the little tweaks that make it just a little bit different. You know what I mean? Even if somebody's not intending to make art, sometimes art happens. You know. All right, I agree with that. And so in that definition, because of that, maybe we have to change our definition of art. Because there are many instances of art being created when no one's trying to express themselves, maybe that's not even a thing. <laughs> okay, hold on. But yeah. th this isn't, would you say yeah. that like, if somebody is making something yeah. and they don't intend for it to be art, yes. artistic, yes. would you then consider it art? A piece of art? A piece of art. Yes, because I I can't imagine that they're the writers of mm -hmm. you know 
go back to it, Call of Duty are going, this is artistic and right. I'm sending this. And then for us to say, oh, that's art, even though they didn't intend for it to be art, is that, you know, legit? Mm -hmm. By my definitions, yes. Because in my opinion, everything is art, you know? So everything is art. Yeah. Art Fuck. is everything. <laughs> yeah. That is our... That is like our, I guess, our definition of what art is. Mine personal, all about you guys. I mean, I'm with you on that. Okay. But I also understand where you're coming from, Al, mm -hmm. because I, I understand that completely. There's definitely this essence of, uh, like, okay, you you didn't go there because you were, <laughs> but you were like there. We were saying TV is zero percent art to you. <laughs> I think what Al's getting at, yeah. if, if I understand what. Al's point is yeah. that keeping up with the with the Kardashians right. is not really artistic. Uh-huh. Uh you know, uh diners, drive-ins and dives yeah. is not really artistic. Uh man nope. versus food is not necessarily artistic. These are all like reality shows. That's yeah. kind of the point. Mm -hmm. But Something like Breaking Bad, that to me is incredibly artistic. All right, so something I, I like, agree with that. I mean, so yeah, something like Supernatural, super artistic. Um, so it sounds like we just need two different words here, man, because what you're describing are two different types of shows, and in my opinion, one is definitely better than another. But if we are saying that everything is is art, then still those reality shows that you mentioned are art. I think we just need another word to describe like quality versus non-quality you know I what think, I mean I think that's what it is then because the but the quality of art determines whether or not it's art that's what we're trying to figure out and I don't think that's the case right I think the worst piece of art in the world is still art that's where we'd get our good friend uh, Ebert who would say that video games are not art he's eating those words now isn't he he absolutely is yeah cause like I mean this is how it starts everything like cooking wasn't an art for a while mm -hmm. like when people first started cooking like that was just that's how you survive yeah but then people was like yo what if i try this and like different ways come up and boom all of a sudden cooking is an art S same thing with that's that's how everything starts but it's not like it became an art it was always an art people just didn't recognize it as so and i say just skip the middle man just recognize like yo if you can do something there's another way to do it if there's multiple ways to do it then you know it's probably art yeah we should probably start to figure out what's not art. That's going to be the hard one. What's what isn't art? Yeah. The human centipede. The human centipede. <laughs> that is a piece of art. I'm t let me tell you that. <laughs> that is a disgusting piece of art. True. But video games, uh, yeah, man, that's that's like one of the clearest pieces of art I've ever seen, you know? And I'll agree, there's a lot of crappy video games out there. There's a lot of crappy movies, too. Question. Mm -hmm. Is art timeless? What does that mean? Does it ref like? To me, mm. the NES, the Nintendo Entertainment System, mm -hmm. has some wonderful games. Yeah. There's a lot of games on there that are not wonderful, that True. are very bad. True. Uh, where clearly artistic integrity was sacrificed for the sake of a deadline. Fair enough. Is Does time, like, has art changed over the years because of time? Like, What do you mean? Like, the quality of... Let's compare video games. Mm -hmm. the, the quality of an NES game versus the quality of a Super Nintendo game versus mm -hmm. the quality of a Wii U game. Okay. The art and the music and the influence that went into all three of these games mm -hmm. are drastically different. Yeah. Yes, they're considered art, but like as the time moves on, does this still remain art? Of course. Change? Of course it's still so art. Art is timeless. I mean, once something is a piece of art, it's always a piece of art. Sure. I think. What do you think? 
Yeah. <laughs> I think Al's gone back to simple, simple answers. I don't, don't want to fight anymore, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. I never want to fight with you, Al. I'm just interested in your opinion because it was different than mine. It gets yeah. me excited. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I want to hear more about it. Like, do you? Can you name a game that you don't think is art? Imagine wedding designers. Imagine, what? Imagine babies. <laughs> the Bachelor. Uh, Five Old Goes West. Five Old Goes West the is NES not a game. piece of art. No. Aww. No, it's, it's okay. It's, it's art. That's art. Uh, uh, fucking. I don't know. Uh, the reality show game genre. We're just hating on reality. I, guys. <laughs> and, and that's fine. I hate it. Reality shows can can disappear. I remember when they first started getting popular. I'm talking like sur- the only ones out I remember being like the real world, which is like proto-reality, so that doesn't count. I'm talking about like it was American Idol. It was Survivor. And it was that sh- show called Temptation Island. Remember that one? Temptation Island. Yeah. yeah. So I remember these shows, and I gave them a chance just like everybody else because I didn't know any better back then. I remember watching them, and after a few episodes, I remember turning to a friend of mine being like, this is the downfall of Western civilization. <laughs> this is it. Because it felt like watching it, I felt like we're no better than um, the people in the audience at the Coliseum, just thumbs up or thumbs downing people, like just for our amusement, like torturing people. I'm like, this is it. I think this is one of the harbingers of... Like Western civilization, like we're we're gone, dude. I want to share with you a story that I've never publicly told anyone, mm. because this story is only funny to the few people who are involved in this story. Is this a story about how you play the Pokemon games? No, <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. Uh, well, first off, hey Bradley, I think one the light's not on. I realize that Alice a lot. We forgot to turn the light on. We plugged it in. <laughs> we plugged it, it in, but the light's not on. I, I don't. I realize we're not gonna re-film it, but you might as well turn it on. It's not. Oh, plugged it's not in. even plugged in. Oh yeah. It's a rogue light. It's a rogue light. Rogue one light, you guys. Um, sorry. Don't edit this out. Keep this in so people can see the change. This is this is the real behind the scenes of yeah, TLVG. Yeah, this is the real behind. Ah, the there, there we, we go. go. Now Al's beautiful. Oh, thank you. Um, okay, so this is a true story that. I wanted to do so badly. So, mm-hmm. uh, in 2006, mm-hmm. I had just got off of. I just got into college, and I was working on doing little fun film projects with Michael Parody and Zan Alda and our friend Phil. And we were shooting a little short uh, at the time, and I, I really wanted to uh, to enter it into a, a film festival, or rather, a film reality TV show called On the Lot. And On the Lot was produced by uh, uh, Rupert Murdoch because Fox, mm-hmm. um, Steven Spielberg, and uh, Michael Bay and Mark uh, Mark Rubrick, who's the uh, creator of Survivor and all those reality shows. Mm-hmm. I think Rubrick's his name. I forget his name. But anyways, so the whole point of the show is sixteen people whose lives want to are to direct films and narratives uh, are going to compete in several film challenges and get their film pieces uh, critiqued by the film industry. So Exciting. Quentin, so Quentin Tarantino, George Lucas, like these these big reality, the, the big film directors come in. So there are thousands of people who have to submit their films to the website. And we were looking over through the, the guidelines and <laughs> in the guidelines, the company, the official contest rules. Uh-huh. It says that you're not allowed to fake. You're not allowed to make fun of the producers of the show. Yeah. 
And so, yeah. Do you know where this is going? Yeah, but keep going. Have I told you the story? You before? have, but keep going. Okay, Al, have I told you the story before? You have not. Okay, so the next three to five minutes is going to be very graphic and disgusting. So Here we if go. you do not like this, you need to not look away at this. You need to go from somewhere else. But if you don't like this, <laughs> look away. Don't look away is don't, what you say. I, I, look. <laughs> if you don't like this, have you heard of the aristocrats? Oh this, boy, this is my version of the aristocrats. Mm. Oh boy. So, <laughs> Chris, <Tuck> yourselves in. <laughs> Chris is off screen now, like looking at me like what? Tuck yourselves in, so, guys. We wanted to call this Steven Spielberg's Big Day Out, mm. and we get a guy. It starts off with a guy who looks nothing like Steven Spielberg. And he has a hat that says director on it. <laughs> and he wakes up, and he's got two Oscars in his hands. And he's like, oh, man, today's going to be a great day because I'm Steven Spielberg. And so he gets up, and he goes into his fridge, and he pours himself a, a, a bowl of cereal, and he eats it and goes, I'm Steven Spielberg. I love my Oscars. And so he starts eating the cereal with his Oscars. <laughs> And then he walks out and he sees like a, a kid eating ice cream and goes, hey, kid, what you doing? And the kid goes, I'm having ice cream. That's cool. I'm Steven Spielberg. And then he, using his Oscars, reaches through and takes the kid's ice cream and eats it. And the kid cries and walks away. And so you then cut to a montage of Steven Spielberg walking up to a bunch of random people just saying, I'm Steven Spielberg and taking their food and eating it. As he is wont to do. As he as Steven Spielberg does. <laughs> And so on the corner of Beverly Boulevard, he's walking to the street and goes, this is where it gets really graphic. He goes, oh, no, I don't feel so good. And so Steven Spielberg starts to, like, take down his pants mm. because he's going to officially projectile diarrhea everywhere. Mm. And so before he even gets his pants down, it is shooting out the back of his, out of the back of his pants and it's spraying everywhere. And he's screaming, like, oh, God, it hurts. So he's screaming, screaming, and then Mark the Bruiser runs over and goes, Steven, what's wrong? And he goes, I don't know, but it won't stop. And so then at that point, uh, uh, Steven grabs onto a light pole, and he drops the Oscars. And so Mark then grabs the Oscars and tries to plug up Aww. Steven's butt because it's shooting diarrhea everywhere. Yeah. And so as he's doing it, what the, the, the <laughs> exactly, I told you, I told you all. And so look, this is very personal. It's a real, real story that we came up with. And then you put, and then so Mark is putting the Oscar in Steven's butt and it is so not going to stick in there that eventually it just shoots back out and diarrhea is now all over Mark's face and he's falling and swimming in it and he can't get wow. out and it's shooting everywhere. And so it stops. Everything stops for a quick second and... And 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 Steve works in there. Go, oh man, I don't know if I can take much more of this. Wait a minute. And then he smells the diarrhea, Aww. which then makes him vomit. And so now he is projectile vomiting and projectile diarrhea everywhere. Yeah. And people now are noticing all over the place, and people are running and screaming. And suddenly, a twister shows up. <laughs> Of shit and vomit, and it starts spinning around. Like, Steven Spielberg is holding on to the lamppost for all of his life as his ass is creating this shit vomit vortex. And we cut to a Channel 5 news copter who is reporting on the shitstorm that has appeared on the corner of Beverly. And, <laughs> and you know, the woman's just like, it seems to me that a, a catastrophic event is happening, and you just hear very faintly, ah! 
<laughs> sure. And so it cuts to a close-up of Steven Spielberg with dramatic music playing, and he's, he's tears in his eyes, and he just says, tell Rupert Murdoch to cancel the show. Tell Rupert Murdoch to cancel the show. And then it just sucks him in the tornado, and that's the end of the movie. Oh. What I'm most impressed by is how subtle your satire is. <laughs> Real reserved. You could have gone like over the top, but instead you were like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to criticize people that need to be criticized with a skilled hand. <laughs> what, what do you mean? <laughs> so Al, I, I know I ruined you. You, you are like, now question, is that art? Yeah. It That's is. art? My, yeah. The story that Zan Alda, Michael Barry and I came up with and with Phil Daria many years ago in 2006. What do you think? What do you think, Al? Was that art? I feel scarred. <laughs> Only art has the power to do that to people. All right. Period. I am so glad I had gone this long without hearing that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But hold on. Okay. Despite it being gross, <clears throat> I would have laughed my exactly. laughed my ass off. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's my point. That's my point. Because I don't like gross humor. I think I'm like not a guy who's into like fart and dick jokes and stuff. But that to me. Is hysterical. I, I would have laughed and then puked myself <laughs> and then said, How did you get someone to agree to that? Right. Imagine if it was done on a professional scale. I got someone who looked nothing like Steven Spielberg but created a gigantic CGI tornado vomit storm. Yeah, that would have been impressed. It would have been great. Well yeah. <laughs> done. Still a little speechless. I'm sorry that I shared that story. I'm now feeling a little regret. No, 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 no. no. Let me tell you knows. something. That was important to say. <laughs> You gotta get that kind of. You can't hold that on your chest forever. Man. <laughs> it's been festering for a long time, you guys. Yeah, nice use of I, fester. Thank you. Yeah, I like that. Uncle fester. <laughs> Uncle fester specifically. Uncle fester. Um, I don't know where, where I was going with that. I think we're talking about reality shows. That's where it was. So, getting back on track, as I've scarred the internet, mm -hmm. um, is our reality <laughs> shows art? Our reality shows art, and if they're not, how do we go about? Clarifying what is and isn't art through the reality genre. I think they're unfortunately art. Yes. You think they're unfortunately? I art? think they're art, but they're just not of good quality, in my opinion. Okay. In my humble opinion. There are people out there that would be like they are the highest quality of television, and they're th there's look there's reality shows out there that are winning awards. Does that mean they're good? In my opinion, absolutely not. But like people out there love them. I think that's something to say about reality shows because real the the funniest thing about reality shows. Is how not real they are. Yeah, right. The narrative behind telling a story through through reality shows is so fucking bad that it's not true. But I think it's because if those shows if those shows were true, one they wouldn't be nearly as entertaining. True. Two, they're not nearly as confrontational. People aren't as confrontational as they appear on right. reality shows. Right. And three, there's no story behind reality. There's nothing. Right. Like if you put eight people in a house, they're competing for a million dollars. People would not, they either would be the extreme opposites. They either would be killing each other for a million dollars or they'd be like, hey, who wants to split it? Right. Let's just go back to our normal lives and just split the competition money and walk away. Pretty good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Reality show is fabricated for sure. But I, I think most people know that. Right. <laughs> there's, there's two people out there going, what? There is no Santa Claus? Yeah. What are you, what are you <laughs> wait, what? I'm sorry. Spoilers. Jesus. Did you say Al. spoilers on Santa? <laughs> spoilers on Santa? Uh, uh, 
I think Let's there are on. some video games out there. <laughs> some games out there have higher quality or of a higher quality. And I'm trying to think of like, what's the game that has the most, I don't know, what's the game that struck you the hardest? I suppose I want to say from an artistic standpoint, you know, mm. what's the game that struck you the hardest? Mm. Artistic, right? Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Without getting too literal, yeah, I'm gonna say Okami because you literally paint. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sure. Okay. Sure. Uh, for 2016, I'd probably have to say Abzu. That oh, game right, right, right. Is so artistically well done to the point where you just have. It's like you're playing a game, but you're like floating on your back in water as you're mm, playing it. Mm-hmm. Like that to me is is really really cool. Just the whole art style. I just like when people start to explore the medium. When people start to break rules, I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Do some more of that. Owlboy 2 is really good if you guys haven't played Owlboy. I have not checked it out yet. It is so damn good. Mm. But I think we talked about Eternal Darkness before on the podcast. Yeah, the the director of the game watched our podcast and tweeted at me about it. Oh, get out of here. Yeah. Tight. Get on. Make another one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But... I love that one. Like, I think that's a really great game that shows off, like, yeah, absolutely these games are art. Because, like, you know all these rules of video games and look at us play with them and break them. You know? I think that's wonderful. I think Final Fantasy definitely is in the artistic realm. The issue is that they, I think they kind of confine themselves, each each story, whether it be narratively or gameplay-wise. They kind of just, like, look at this cool thing we made. But we're gonna put handcuffs here and here. Yeah, dude, I can't get on. I can't get on the Final Fantasy train again. I played a couple of them when I was younger, and then t- I know I know today that if I played one, I'd hate it. So, which which was the one that you were like, ugh, I'm done with this. That's the thing. None of them. But there was a a long period where I didn't play them. Uh huh. And and then now when I look back and I go, maybe I should try Final Fantasy again, and I see, I remember what kinds of games they were, I go, oh, I am a different person than I was before. I will not enjoy them. Sure. When I played them, I thought they were fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nowadays, though, mm, can't do it. Like Final Fantasy 15's coming out. That's you, baby. I'm so excited to disappear off the face of the planet for yeah, a few weeks. Have fun writing that episode, because I ain't doing it. I'm writing that shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm nah, gonna, this is uh, everyone tweet at Amanda Flag. Tell her that Gerard loves her <laughs> and is very sorry for the future because I will go into a gaming coma. Mm. I will only play Final Fantasy 15 and I will disappear into my room for about two months until I am done. Goodbye. No show. No completionist for two months, you guys. You guys are going to carry the show. Look, the completathons are on the corner. We're going to have a bunch of stuff ready to go in bulk for you guys. But oh man, I'm going to be, I'm going to be nowhere to be seen. I'm going to be in that zone. When is it release? November 29th. That game comes out that soon. Comes out in two weeks. All right, man. Great. <laughs> um. End of the world. <laughs> I've been playing Pokemon a little bit. Yeah? Yeah. Is that art? Absolutely. Al, Dishonored 2, is that art? I saw the nod. I saw that nod. I'm going to say yeah. I'll say yeah. It is. I'm still fascinated with your opinions, Al. I want to know stuff that's not art to you. Tell me something that's not art. Damn. (laughs) All right. Yeah. It's it's an interesting viewpoint. All right. Something that's not art. Uh, I would say, okay. 
I think the best example of not art mm. in gaming okay. would be sports games mm. because there is no story. There is no, I mean, I, yes, there in like some games there's manager mode or something like that, mm -hmm. but it's all very like mm -hmm. you have control over it, over everything. And like, I love FIFA. I love the game FIFA, but I play that because I enjoy soccer, because I enjoy, you know, the strategy of playing the sports game, but I don't think that there's anything truly artistic about it aside from, you know, oh, we, we have better graphics this year just because we have the capability of doing it. So to you, innovation is art. Yeah, I, I would say that's, that's a good way of putting it. I see. I see. Well, I mean, there's something, there is some merit to that, I suppose, but I, I don't think it holds water because, like, like, even though you don't see, like, yeah, it's the same thing over and over again, I feel like to people who, like, their game is FIFA, like, mm -hmm. all they play is FIFA. Yeah. If they, if you gave them FIFA one year and then the next year they'd be like, look at all the new stuff, you know what I mean? Like, well, I've, I mean, I've bought one FIFA from one year to the next, and they, I mean, they increase, you know, they're like, oh, look, it increased defensive capabilities, more, sure. you know, tricks and stuff. But I don't think that that's, uh, the reason why I don't think that is art is mm -hmm. because they're seeing people do the sport in real life and just the technology mm. and you know whatever engine they're using or what and whatever it may be mm. is now allowing them to increase it it's not they're like mm. this is what we need and then they do it they're saying this is what we can now do and now let's do it so are you saying original thought is the definition of art is that what you're saying mm, no I, I don't have a good word for it I, I really don't. I wish I could say this is the word that would describe how I feel. But it's more of like, uh, it's truly just an opinion. I mean, I can't go any deeper than that just because it's, you know, like what anything else that's an opinion. It's, it's hard to explain it to someone else without getting some kind of... I disagree. I explain my opinions all the time, Al. <laughs> You know I'm what? I'm giving you a hard time. I'm giving you a hard time. <laughs> you see, you give me your opinion, and yeah. I, I, I accept it. I yeah. really appreciate your opinion. Yeah. I take some of what you say yeah. and, like, adapt it into my brain. Yeah. But I'll still always have my opinion. <laughs> no matter what you do. <laughs> no matter what you say. No matter what you do, I will maintain my opinion. <laughs> well, you know, but my opinion will change based on what I learn and what is presented to me. Yes. But I'm still going to have my interpretation of what my opinion is on a subject sure uh yeah i'm not saying you're wrong and i'm no, not no, saying no, I'm, I'm right uh yeah i'm just trying to understand you know i love i love opinions because it's like i find that the more opinions you hear it's you know it's like my, my grandpa always used to say he goes whenever you have a problem listen to everyone you can uh you know, interpretation of how to solve that problem mm -hmm. and use all of them to formulate your own solution. It's mm. good advice. Uh, I, in my opinion, beliefs, beliefs should be like a scientific theorem. You should constantly object it to the hardest things that refute it as possible. Like bad science is you have like a theory 
and then you barely test it, and then you go, guess what? This is my theory. It's probably true. Like, you barely tested that, and I feel like f- beliefs and opinions should be the same way. You should, like, whatever, whatever the opposite is, throw it against your opinion as hard as you can constantly, and if your belief and your opinion still holds up via evidence, of course, not just how you feel, yeah. via evidence, then it's probably a good opinion. And if it doesn't, you throw it away and replace it with the one you had before. Easy, mm-hmm. you know? Well, guys, we've had a, some pretty great conversations <laughs> yeah. today. Sorry if I checked out. It's mostly because I have my, my inbox is blowing up. Oh, I see. We got some Kermits coming in. Oh, dear. Great. That's Duke. Uh, this is put it. Bradley, put a picture of Kermit the Frog and do the whole animation for the comments, but we're calling it a Kermit, Kermit Storm. Kermit Storm. Everyone this week. Uh, Isn't that neat? In, their, in the headline of their emails, they put. That's a good Kermit. That's a good Christian, or a Kermit storm. <laughs> is like Ker- almost almost all of them did that. Is Kermit's art? Is Kermit is Kermit's art? It's Kermit's art. Uh, so let's just start answering some Kermits. We'll knock them out real quick. Cool. Mm. Uh, this one's from uh, Nathan. Hello to everyone on the podcast. I've been watching the completion since the start of this year. Mm. I gotta say, it's fantastic. Your passion for the awesome art of video games is much appreciated. Ooh! Art! Ooh! Art! <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, college can be kind of awful, so your videos really help with enduring that. My Aww. question is, if you had to eat one flavor of Pop-Tart for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. what would it be? Personally, I would go a chocolate chip, but that's just me. Thank you, Gerard, in with The Office. I appreciate for what you do. Appreciate you a lot. Nate. So, uh, one flavor, one flavor of Pop-Tart, what would it be? I, I would go with strawberry, but that's just because I love strawberries. Mm. Strawberry, yeah. I, I I like the original strawberry, too. The frosted strawberry Pop-Tarts are my favorite. I think they're all awful. I, <laughs> I can't do Pop-Tarts. I will never choose a Pop-Tart. My favorite part of the... Sorry, Chris. My favorite part of the Pop-Tart is, like, the edges that have no good stuff on them. Okay. Like, the, the non... Board. Yeah, the non-frosting... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't like them, man. I don't like them. Hot hope, room temperature. I, heard that. I don't care. Like, I don't like them that much. I'll eat it. Like, it's never going to be my choice. So, that being said, if I had to, I'm with you guys. I'll take that classic strawberry. Yeah. Cool. Hey, thanks, Nathan. Al, what were your years for strawberry? Strawberry. Thanks, Nate. Thank you, dude. Nathan. All right. Next up, this one's from Andrea. Uh, mm. It says, those Kermits, though. Hey, my dudes, love your work, and I've been following on the completionist slash rebrows for around three years now. Being from Australia, the completion episodes don't usually come out until Saturday morning, so it's basically like reliving my old childhood Aww. when I wake up early and watch cartoons. Cool. So thanks for the content you make. It's awesome, and keep it up. Interesting. Cool. I like that idea. That's it? That's it. Done, guys. Oh, thank you thanks for your Kermit. Kermit. Uh... My question is a little out of left field, but oh, I Oh, there asked, is more. The way you I know. I fucked it up. I took a breath. I took a breath. was commenting no, on it. No, not only did you take a up. breath, you were like, hmm, that's cool. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed I like fu- the end. I fucked it up. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. Uh, my question is a little out of left field, but I ask, do you guys follow any sports? And if you do, which ones are they? Personally, mm. I follow Rugby League, which is big on the East Coast of Australia, as well as Northern England. Shout out to the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Yo, Rabbitohs! Who are the best team ever. P.S. Scirocco. I heard you mention you were halfway through Gen 3 of Pokemon in a previous podcast. Does that mean that a Gen 3 review is coming soon? It already came out. Surprise. So now, surprise. Uh, literally came out a couple days ago. So this question is now outdated. Uh, <laughs> get rid of get it. Get rid of it. Uh, uh, 
And if so, when's it coming? It's coming out right now. Uh, my favorite. It's my favorite one. I've been waiting for years for it. So there you go. It's Ooh, yeah. Wait over. Wait over, Andrea. In there. Uh, is it? An- oh, I'm so confused. How's it spelled? Because it says, anyways, thanks again, my dudes. Looking forward to the future, and I love this new personalized channel. Mm-hmm. Ya boy, Andrea. How's it spelled? But it's A-N-D-R- mm-hmm. A-N-D-R-E with a little Pokemon tick over it. That's where the stress a. falls. Yeah. That that means it's, it's 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 either Andre or Andrea. So it's either Andre or Andrea. Yeah. So it could be a guy or a girl. Either way, yeah. we appreciate the question. Thanks, dude. Thank Sports. You. Al, you follow soccer? I do. I'm a big fan of soccer. Uh, go Inter. Inter Milan. <laughs> Yo, go Inter. Uh, unfortunately, though, I don't have the soccer channel. So unless my the team is like doing really well, I don't get the games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But Italy national team. Yeah. Cool. Brett, sports. Not really. I don't really follow any, but like I'll watch a Laker game. I'll watch a Kings game. And by watch, I mean like I'm at my friend's house and they're watching the game. I'll be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I used to go to Kings games with my uh, the the hockey Kings, by the way, um, Los Angeles Kings. I used to go to hockey games with my dad. Yeah, and those were fun. But it was less about the hockey and more about you know spending time with your dad. No, the giant hot dogs. The giant hot oh. dogs were what it was all about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> those were awesome. Uh, yeah, that's about it, Gerard. I uh, used to watch a lot of uh, football and ba- basketball growing up, but I uh, never knew the teams, never cared about anyone. I just liked watching it. Tight. I, don't, I don't have a team that I really identify with. Thank you, Andre. Yeah. Or Andrea. Uh, this one's from Wolf. Yo, shout out to the Wolf. That's Star Wolf. Uh, sequels, question mark? Mm-hmm. Hey, Gerard, Brett, and Al. I asked a question in a previous comment I sent, but I didn't like the way that it turned out. It was too short and poorly formatted. For that reason... <laughs> I decided to ask it again. No, oh, he meant. I don't know if he meant his question or our answer. No, I don't like the way you answered it. Know. It was too short and I poorly mean, formatted. I don't know. Um, let's see. My question is: As the completionist team, what is your policy on reviewing game sequels? Do you think it should always start at the beginning, or do, is it okay to jump in the middle? There are also examples of games that don't really relate to previous games, but are technically sequels. Mm-hmm. Things like Star Fox Zero, Star Fox Adventures, and even Star Fox sixty four. Mm-hmm. Man, what's up with Star Fox? Uh, as sort of a bonus comment, I was wondering, Gerard, if you think you'll ever use Shiraku the Laser Clown or anything in the future. I think it'd be cool throwback for old fans of yours like myself. Insert creepy smiley face. Thanks for reading Wolf A. <laughs> um, so I think in the early parts of the show, the policy that we had about sequels was if I never played the first one as a kid... I would jump to where I knew. So, for instance, on the show, we did Crash Bandicoot 2, then 3, and then 1. Mm-hmm. It's because I never owned Crash Bandicoot 1 as a kid. I only owned Crash Bandicoot 2, and I fell so in love with Crash Bandicoot 2 that I picked up Crash Bandicoot 3. And then I saw my friend play Crash Bandicoot 1, and I was grossed out at how bad I thought it was. <laughs> and then this year, I went back and played it, and I was like, man, this game's actually good. What's wrong with me? Um, so that's generally how we kind of treat sequels. I know with Pokemon, I'm trying to go in order. If I haven't played the game in my personal life before the show or during the show, I try and start from the very first and make my way through. Or if it's a reboot, I'll start at the reboot and then make my way back with like Ratchet and Clank, for instance, because Ratchet and Clank came out this year. I loved the new game. Everyone had mixed opinions on it, but I really loved it. So what you're saying is you do what you want to do. I do what I want, whatever. <coughs> um, 
And the, to answer your bonus comment, here's the thing. Um, I said this statement a while ago, and I want to be clear uh, about our stance on it as the show. Um, when when everything went down with uh, back in February of last year, we kind of as a team made a conscious effort to omit any humor or jokes or really bits that pertain to the old style of the show mm. because we didn't want people to, one, think we were replacing anyone. We didn't want to... Uh, cause any drama or any fuel to the fire and we didn't want to really cause any problems for anyone involved we just kind of wanted to say you know what we're gonna you know that's why there's there's no one i don't have a, a partner on the show anymore it's why i don't have like another person who stepped up it's just we want to we wanted to take the show in a in a from a, a time of where people wouldn't be stuck living in the past um of older episodes and I know like, that's kind of what set off a lot of people to not like the show the way that's where the what happened to your show mate questions started coming up from. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that we've I, I, the show is different and I, 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 I'm, I whether or not I like it, it's it's irrelevant. I like that it feels more like I get to say what I want to say and I'm not reserved like I used to be. Um, and so we try we, we want to respect everyone involved and we don't want to. <clears throat> you know, make everyone feel bad about about anything, any ba- kind of bad blood. So, um, with that said, no, uh, as I will, I will fully admittedly say that I did not come up with Shirako the Laser Clown. That was not me. Mm. Um, I didn't write the jingle. I did not do any of of the music. That was all Greg. Um, I I did not do any of that. Uh, that was all him. And you know, I want to be respectful to him and the fans at home, obviously. And that's why, uh, you know, bits like that will not be returning. Um, I know we've said it a bit before, but it's it's super important that we do that because we don't want to make anyone feel like, uh, you know, man, I wish things the way that they were. Because unfortunately, they're not going to go back to the way that they were. And we have to kind of look forward uh, to push on and make new stuff. So I'm sorry if that was long-winded. I'm sorry if people got sad listening to this. But uh, it's the truth. <laughs> I, think, I think it's just – it's respectful. It's about respect to everyone. So – yeah, there you Tight. go. Sorry, guys. No, you got you got real quiet on that. Um, yeah, we got none that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> onward and upwards. Yeah. New bits, new bits. Uh, here we go. Uh, Connor Mills writes. Connor that's, Mills. That's a good Kermit. Is that Big Papa? Shout out to Big Papa Pope. What um, up, dog? He says, uh, "I have a question for Gerard. What is your strategy for completing games? Do you have more than one game on the on the go?" So you guys don't get bored of one, or do you just go John Ham and play one game at a time? Also, do you play the first playthrough blind or with the guide? Mm. I love all the work you guys put into and everyone at TOVG puts into and would love to have some more insight on how you work. Thank you, Connor. Thank you, Connor. Thank you, yeah. Connor. Mm. Um I think I won't necessarily go in I won't like play the game blindly per se. I, I try and get a good understanding of what the game has to offer in regards to its community balance towards it. You know, if people love Tales of Symphonia, we want to make sure that we get everything in the game. And if the game requires multiple playthroughs, then we want to make sure that we're optimizing our time. Nine to ten times, I will use a guide just to make sure that I missed nothing because uh, at any given week here in the office, I'm completing three games at once. The game that's currently for the week of, uh, the week that's coming after it, and the week after that. So we try and create a big buffer, and we haven't quite gotten it yet, but at least we already have one foot in the door in several episodes at one time. And so uh, generally we'll use guides in the office to optimize our time just because um, 
you know, it's 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 hard to do it on a week to week basis. But honestly, I don't mind guides. I I I'm the kind of gamer that uses guides just for the collectibles and just for the secrets along the way. But I don't read the actual text in regards to plot based spoilers. Mm. So I'll never like. You know, Al, Al and I right now, we're playing Final Fantasy X uh, every Sunday, and I know the game inside now, and Al, you kind of forgot about it a bit. Yeah, never. I mean, the only real experience I have of playing it is what I saw you play when it came out. Yeah. So and, and uh, so Al's been playing the game mostly, and I've kind of just been his guide man, making sure we don't miss anything, and I think the big thing we've kind of taken away from it is, you know, the guide is wrong a lot of the time. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you'll find, you'll be... I wish you what kind of guide is it? Is it like a game FAQ or something? No, it's a Prima official guide. <laughs> and it's wrong? You know how many guides that I have that are from Prima that are incorrect? Yeah, I'll bet. I have three different Twilight Princess guides that are all wrong. Well, they have small errors in them, right? Now, question. What qualifies as a small error? Fair are enough. Are talking like multiple errors or just like one or two errors? I'm assuming... That you're saying that the each guide has like three, four, five maybe the errors. The Skyward Sword or the Twilight Princess guide has like fifteen errors. Oh my god! Well, wrong pictures, wrong text, wrong people, wrong playthroughs, everything. I think we've all been there before with a guide. Like, what do you mean? And then you go, oh, this is just wrong. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Like the Final Fantasy guide. There's mm-hmm. the the all bed primers. It just didn't mention that there was one right there. Yeah, we we had it's it shows it like it showed it that it was in the area nearby, but nothing was listed to where it was on the maps. So we were like, it says there's one nearby, but we don't know physically where it is. Mm. Our stuff is dangerous with fighting games too. Yeah, it's like oh, this move is plus three on block. Okay, it's pretty safe. Like no, it's yeah. actually plus <laughs> or minus nine or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Hope they gave you some insight. Hopefully, it didn't crush your dreams. <laughs> Thanks for the Kermit. Thanks for uh, that, Kermit. Con- Connor? Con- Connor Kermit. Uh, this one is from Justin. Hello, TFG crew. I think the most recent podcast about arcades was my favorite because it caused many memories of my personal experience with arcades to come mm. flooding back. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, my great grandmother, my great grandmother, used to take us to the local arcade inside of a mall, much like the arcade where I was giving a shout out to and sounds of it. I spent many game, many hours on the Terminator 2 arcade game. Yeah. I also have a similar bowling alley memories like Brett described, especially begging my parents for money. Oh, and the game Al was thinking about was called Police Trainer. There you go, Al. There we go, Police Trainer. Trainer. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I used to crush that game in my teenage years when my group of friends and I would hang out at the very shady pool hall nearby. Yeah. Anyways, my question is, what aspects of arcades don't you guys miss? There were many great mm. things about arcades in general, but I'll never miss how most games were designed to suck as many quarters away from players as possible. This was doubly frustrating when you know all the arcade owners would set the difficulty max to high. Uh, or generally mess with the settings that made the game's challenge far too steep. Love the podcast and look forward to it every Monday. Later, man, Justin. Thanks for the question, that's Justin. That's a great Christian. Yeah. Uh, things I don't miss about arcades. Hmm. I don't miss, like, hustling. Like, and I don't mean, like, pool hall hustling. Like, I suck at pool. It's like, I am good at pool. No, not like that, but, like, where you would strong. Like, generally being passive aggressive to kids who are younger or weaker than you because you think they won't do anything about it. Yeah. And this would happen a lot because, you know, I, I went and I was a pretty little kid. So, like I said, like there'd be two guys playing and there's a line forming behind you. And I and we know that you know that the line is there. And they would finish their match like, great, moving on. And then they would like play again. That type of thing. Passive aggressive shit like Hogging that. Hogging the game. Hogging the game. That's the worst. N- not recognizing yeah. the quarter system when you put a quarter up. 
That type of stuff. The quarter system, for you people who don't know, you take a quarter, you put it on the arcade cabinet, it sits there, it is your representation that you are next in line. Do not fuck with the quarter system. Yeah, it's pretty important. Um, and generally, like, just being hot and not having a place to sit kind of sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, other than that, great experiences, man. Like, when I think of arcades, one of my favorite things is the sound. Because, you know, you go in there, it's loud. And cacophonous, you know, and I love that. But like one, <laughs> one sound always sticks out over my mind. There was a sound effect from Marvel vs. Capcom that carried over everything else. So it would just be like noise, 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 noise. But you'd always hear this one sound effect over everything else, and it went no, no, no. Do you remember Strider? Yeah, Strider. Like, like a lot of his moves had that. Like he would say that. <laughs> So you would just be in the arcade, and then you like having a conversation with somebody, playing your own game, and you would just hear in the background, no, no, no. That's what arcades sound like to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What about you? What don't you miss, you guys? I don't miss uh, the DDR scene. When I was younger, I used to go to the, to the many DDR arcade areas in the, that we all knew, me and Johnny and Al at the time. Uh, we would go down there, and... We just want to play or exercise or just like get good at and practice. And there'd always be a group of friends, a group of friends, I say, but a group of like group of dudes who wanted to go play DDR and they would hog the machine mm. and they would all rotate individually and hog the machine the whole time. And we finally get a turn to go in there. And when we go up there, they'd be <coughs> like, yo, put a quarter up a uh, quarter for quarter match. You know, like if uh, I win, uh, we stay, we, we get to keep the machine another round. And it's like, we just want to play. We don't want to yeah. just, like, stop hogging the machine. Yeah, That's the thing I, I, I definitely do not miss. That's why we have our own cabinets now. No waiting in this office. <laughs> Al, things that you don't miss from the arcades. You know, I'd say very similar to Brett and mm. yourself. Mm. It's really like, uh, you know, I was just there to play. And it, people do get competitive and very territorial. And right. it's, you know... I don't like getting having to get, you know, amped over wanting to play a game, you know. So it was really much just that. Like, I just would rather not deal with it. So, uh, yeah, it's similar, you know. Yeah. Just the whole nature of it. Loved arcades, just, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sometimes it can be, get bad with people being assholes out there. Yeah. I know, and I'm short now, but back then, damn, I was short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Little Al. Aww. Well, thank you for your question. Should we move on? Yeah. Got a couple more Kermits before we call it. Uh, this one's from White Boy Jag. Hey. Interesting name. Hi. Hello, TOVG crew. First off, I want to say thanks to all the content. I've been a fan of Beard Bros and TOVG for a little over a year now. The new setup for the completions is so good and so clean. Hashtag mm. clean boys. Thank you. Mm. Uh, so my question's for you guys. While everyone asks a lot about previous games you played or what you completed, ugh. So my questions for you guys, while everyone asks a lot of previous games you've played or completed, what are some games coming out that you're excited for and what would you like to see these newer games bring to the table? Second question is, have any of you guys played or ever been interested in playing tabletop RPG games like D&D or Shadowrun? Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for reading, love the podcast, and can't wait for more content. Also, Jordan, if you hire me as your assistant, I will personally raid Snapple to supply the 2 office Done. with Snapple. Snapple for life. Thank Done. you. Done. Done. I don't, know if, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to get you in trouble, but I appreciate the incentive. Um, <laughs> uh, games I'm excited for. Final Fantasy XV. Uh, 
South Park, the fractured butthole. Mm. Uh, ukulele. Mm-hmm. Uh, ukulele. Um, ukulele. <laughs> ukulele. <laughs> uh, ukulele. Give me three more. Ukulele. Sure. Ukulele. Oh, yeah. I didn't think of that one. And uh, hopefully one day, mm-hmm. Marvel's Capcom 4. Tight. Well done. That would be incredible. Yeah. Al? Um, I got my big, you know, my game of the year that I wanted. Actually, two games of the year, I should say that, already. So I'm actually pretty, like, chilling right now. I don't know too much of what's coming out. I am excited for you, Ukulele. Uh, <laughs> and uh, sure. I think that's good. You know, I'm. I like to be surprised normally with what's coming out. I like to be like, "Oh, that's out," and then go get it, as opposed to like plan planning out what I'm going Al- for. Al is not the kind of gamer who pre-orders or watches trailers. Mm, he I just, see. When it comes out, he's like, "Oh shit!" Right, right, right. Okay. So, so yeah. A game but, that. I don't think we'll be completing any time on the show soon, but I'm excited for it to come out is um, Resident Evil 7. Oh, yes. That's going to be great. Personally, I'm looking forward to that. A game that I know we're going to play on the show and I'm very look- very much looking forward to playing is Sonic Mania. Yes. I'm looking it's forward to that. It's going to be a good time. If everyone hates it, I'll probably enjoy it anyway. There's no way. There's no way. I looked at the gameplay. I'm like, I would like this. You know what yes. I mean? I've yes. seen it. I've seen I've seen it. Yes. It's looking great. Um, yes. Other than that, uh, oh, dude, Tekken 7. Like Tekken 7. I'm like, I've never played a Tekken in my life competitively or even semi-competitively. This is the one for me. This is. I told myself I, I'm going to learn how to play Tekken with this game. Come hell or high water. So Dang. I'm looking forward to that. Cool. Cool. They had a second comment or a question in there, right? Uh, yeah. What was it? Oh, do we like D and D or, or do we like D and D type games? <clears throat> Love them. I don't get enough chance to play them. I've only played like half a campaign in my life, but I had a great time with my friends doing that. Uh, and then I stopped playing because I got a job here, and that took up all my time. Yeah. That being said, I like what I've seen of this recent trend of like people filming their D&D campaigns, and that's something that I'd very much like to do with the people around here. I, th- I, th- I think the fans would get a big kick out of that, and I think it would be fun for us to do. I feel but, like I'd be really bad at D&D because I'd just be like, why can't I just kill them? You, know what I mean? you like, would be bad, but at least that, uh, <laughs> at least the audience would get a kick out of it. That's that's good, then I'll take that. There should be a TOVG D&D, you know what I mean? TOVG D&D. TOV D&D. That one T-O-V- video... That yeah. one D that T O D and D. Yeah, yeah. That I one that one D and D. I think that'd be great, and I think people will get a kick out of it. It'd be a lot of fun, you know. Chris just got super excited, but I have to remind Chris that he's not going to work for us anymore. Oh my god, that's so <laughs> sad. <clears throat> Thank you for the Kermit. Thank you for the Kermit. We got two more yeah. Kermits, then we Audi. Okay. This one's from Ben or Benjamin. Ben the ben. two of a- Okay. Uh, he said, "Film school question mark." Mm. Hey Gerard, Alan, Brett. Parentheses, unless Brett isn't there, probably someone else to take his place. End parentheses. Uh, this question is going to primarily pertain to Gerard, as I know he went to film school, so I'm not sure where Alan Brett went. Kicking back. Uh, I, am cur- <laughs> I am currently a sophomore in high school and want to go to film school majoring in directing slash screenwriting. So my only question is, what should I do to prepare myself for film school? Thanks, Ben. 
Uh, P.S. A question for Alan Brett. I'm thinking about getting into fighting games. Are there any good beginner fighting games that I should look into? Thanks again. For film schools, that's what I would say. One, uh, sorry, they got distracted me. One, um, do as much as you can. Yep. And I and I and that sounds weird, and it sounds like really dumb because it's like, oh, of course you can just do whatever you want. Uh, I would say, really, really, really hone in on doing as much as you can, holding the camera, editing, uh, producing, executive producing, writing, anything you can do to help. Um, that's that's a big tool. Um, <coughs> one one tool that I don't necessarily say it is required, but it definitely helped me was take some improv comedy or a writing course. Uh, those are the things that really helped me kind of find my own voice early on from a young age because uh, it's very important to listen to others. That's something that I think is so incredibly valuable as a creator, as an artist uh, that you should do because you need to learn how to, to take criticisms but also work well with other people and build ideas and, and create things as a unit. And that's a collaborative effort, and that requires you to really hone in on listening and reacting to other people. And it's the the worst thing I've ever had at film school was getting into uh, like a film project for a course or working on a thesis film for a friend, and too many cooks in the kitchen, too many people calling the shots, no one really understanding that their role is to accept their role and and execute it well. And that's something that again that goes back to improvisation and literature classes because they will set you on a more correct path in my opinion um yeah that's i think that's that's all i got brett al uh fighting games to recommend to people who are starting out play street fighter 5 <laughs> go Dude. buy it street fighter 5 yeah this is brought to you by street fighter 5 capcom <laughs> rise up yeah rise up hashtag rise up um, but but yeah, real talk. Street Fighter Five is very beginner friendly. Um, other beginner friendly fighting games that are out right now are probably like Smash Brothers. Smash Wii U would help you out, I think. Yeah, yeah. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. Yeah, I would ch just say you know like find one that you like that fits you, and I think that like really any fighting game, even some of the older fighting games are still happening. Correct me if I'm wrong, Brett. I mean. Uh, mm -hmm. Fighting games are are awesome. So find one you like true. and just go for it. <laughs> yeah. Very true. All right. Our final Kermit. Thank you, by the way. This one is by Chris, and he titled it, That's a Good Kermit. All right. That's a good That's a good comment. Let's go, Chris. Hello, Gerard, Al, and Brett. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Ooh. While I was watching you uh, being Gerard and Al play through Final 10 on Twitch, I noticed there were a lot of weird weapons like Waka's Blitzball and Lulu's Mugu Doll thing. My question is, what's the weirdest weapon you guys have seen in a game, and what weird weapon would you use in your own RPG? Mm. Personally, I think the grenades are the weirdest weapon. I think that grenades are the weirdest weapon, especially because if they're used as basic attacks, like the like the Jin, like the way Jin from Persona Three uses them. Thanks for answering my questions. Hashtag clean boys. Hashtag so damn big. Yeah, yeah. Ah, weirdest weapon. What's the weirdest weapon we've ever seen in a video game? <clears throat> That's tough because there's some weird ones out there. Yeah, there are. <laughs> there are some crazy boys. I think the answer here probably lies somewhere in the Dead Rising category. Absolutely. You know, any the, of the, the self-made weapons. 
Yeah, there's some wacky stuff like. Oh, but they're so fun. Yeah, like two chainsaws tied together with like a weed whacker <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, there's probably something in there. Go go check out Dead Rising. Those are wacky pants, man. Yeah. But if we were in an RPG, oh, what would the weapon be? Mine would be easy. I'd be the guy that uses the whatever variation of fists there are. So whether that be a gauntlet or like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It would just be some sort of, you know what it would be? It would be like enchanted Ryu gloves. So they'd be like old, old, dirty, like f- fighting, red fighting gloves. Sure. And like the, when you would select them and be like, oh, like these are uh, f- martial arts gloves from from the distant past or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like sources say they once belonged to a tirelessly wandering warrior. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <clears throat> and then that's it. You just wear those gloves. That'd be it. Al, weirdest weapons? Weirdest weapon uh, that I think probably comes from the South Park game, N64. Mm. The turkeys? The turkeys. Or is it the snowball with the piss? <laughs> Both? I mean, there's even the... Isn't there an anal probe weapon in that there's game, an, too? There's a there's a <laughs> alien gun that makes people dance. Tight? I think. So I'd say something along those is probably one of the, the stranger ones. And then uh, a weapon that I would use. I'm a big fan of giant swords mm-hmm. or dual pistols. So both. So both. <laughs> you are a walking. I think you just belong in Devil May Cry. <laughs> he does love Devil May Cry. I do. I, I, do may lo- cry. I do love Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry. Uh, ah, sorry, I got something in my eye. My weirdest weapon as of late is the pistols from uh, Shadows of the Damned. This, so if, for those of you guys who haven't played Shadows of the Damned, it is honestly one of the best hidden gem underrated game on the on the PS3 Xbox 360 platform. Take RE4, have Suda51 produce and art direct it with the guy who made RE4 directing it and producing it as well. You make the entire premise about a uh, demon hunter who goes to hell to get back his girlfriend. And you make the weapon a demon gun called Johnson, which is supposed to be a euphemism for his dick. Yeah, of course it is. And so all of the all of the guns are themed about dicks. But it's fucking cool. You sh- it's, it's incredible. <laughs> it's, it's so rad. The gun is a talking head skull that's on fire. It's it's so fucking cool. Um, I'm bummed that it didn't do well because it's one of my favorite games that I've really come into. Sounds really sounds very artistic. It is very artistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say other other weapons too. I'd say anything from 3D Dot Game Heroes because that game is the brightest and most tightest game of all time. Mm. Game uh, favorite weapons. I have to go with Al. I really like Buster Swords. I like massive. Massive, massive sword. Giant Zweihandas. Yes, that I that I can wield with one hand. Mm. I actually bought Einhande. I bought a replica sword. It's being made for me, and I can't <coughs> wait to show it off on the podcast. Oh, it's gonna be great. Cool. Cost me a lot nice. of money, but it's my personal money. Tight. Guys, this was the podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. But before we go, Da-da-da-da. as always, Al, words of wisdom. Uh. Two tomatoes are worth three tomatoes, except when there's four. And he just keeps getting better and better. He's just, he's really driving it in there. He's killing it. Every week, they just get more and more satisfying. <laughs> well done, Al. Thank you. Final thoughts, Brett. I'm doing these now, too? Everyone does a final thought. My final thought? 
uh, yo, don't have another baby if you can't feed your baby. Then don't feed your baby. Are you doing- don't be a baby. Yeah, yeah. If you can't feed your baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Go listen to Michael Jackson music. That's your homework for the week. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Al, final word? We're good. Art. Art. My final word is uh, I love games. I love all games. <laughs> That's my word. Thanks for hanging out, you guys. Comments. Whoa! We lost you for a moment. Sherard.exe <laughs> has stopped working. Please reboot. <laughs> Comments at that one video gamer. Submit us your questions, your your Christians, your Kermits. Send them our way. And as always, we'll see you next week for another episode of the podcast. Bye bye now. Bye bye now. Later. Take care. Bye bye.